lovely people of the universe. <laughs> we are back with this week's podcast, and I have my beautiful, amazing, wonderful friend, Jess. Thank you. Here tonight. <laughs> How's that for an introduction? Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. We're in our PJs, and it feels really good. <laughs> yeah, when we have mugs of tea in our hands, and we're just pretending that life isn't... That it's not like the week before Christmas. Yeah, mm-hmm. just complete chaos. <laughs> right? And... Absolutely. Also amazing, but chaos. Yes, very stressful. Very true. And I asked Jess if we could discuss tonight um, about this idea of being genuine, because that's something we, I think we both really have in common that we really strive for. Mm -hmm. And then also how that relates to setting goals. And I actually, I don't know if I've told you this, but one of my New Year's resolutions one year, I'd heard that... It was really powerful if your New Year's resolution can just be summed up in one word. And so that was my word a couple years ago was just genuine. Cool. And so, yeah, I think we both, and I know I can, I love I that. just know that's so, <laughs> such an important theme in your yeah, life. So I It think is. Gonna... Actually, my word for 2018, because I do words as well, is whole. <sighs> that's my word, trying to be whole. So I love it. Yeah. Do you already have one picked out for next year? Not yet. I'm still in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, you gotta finish. I, I usually don't set, actually, I don't necessarily set resolutions, I guess, anyways, but I don't, I don't get there until I get there. Does that make sense? Like, yes. it's 2019, that's when I'll face those. And who knows, maybe it will be whole again if I feel like I need more of that. Yeah. It might take you three years. It just might. <laughs> or eternity. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll try. Yeah. I feel like that's funny that you say that because I feel like my New Year's resolutions usually get formed around the end of January. Like I spend January as a yeah. time thinking, where's my direction? Well, yeah. I think it's really natural for us to, Christmas is done, the end of year is over and everything's crazy. And then we just jump into these hasty decisions, which Mm. I think will go along great with what we are going to be talking about tonight because you end up making these resolutions and these goals. But pardon me, if they're not rooted in something that we, like a truth that we have in our heart, they're not going to get us anywhere. Nowhere. Right? Exactly. And actually I wanted to start off um, when I mentioned this topic to Jess, she shared this story that I just thought was going to direct our conversation so perfectly. Um, I guess about a time that you lacked that genuine <laughs> forethought mm-hmm. before making it a yeah. goal or a decision. Yeah. This happened actually quite recently. It was in, um, the end of September. So I have three kids, but I'm in a new season of life because my oldest is eight, my middle is seven, and my baby is five. So my baby goes to kindergarten. So now I've I've been used to years of busy mom life, and now I have mornings all by myself. And then I have afternoons with just one kid at home. So I found myself with this new time, and I wanted to be intentionally using it. I didn't want to just like stay at home and like be sucked into Instagram for the entire morning until I have to go pick up my kid or whatever. So I thought I need to do something. And so I was like, well, I should probably just get in shape because I was in shape once upon a time and that's a while ago. And I thought, well, you know, I should do that. So I spent $300 on this boot camp class and I hated it. Like, I'm a pretty, like, up for whatever kind of gal. I hated it. I hated it so much. And I would just, 
I would like dread going there. I would get there. I hated being there. I didn't enjoy the workouts or the people or the atmosphere. Like there was nothing about it that filled my bucket. I just hated it. And then so then I was thinking about it after going, it was a 12 week program and I only ended up going for eight weeks of it, eight, because it was one week, one day a week. But anyways, I went for eight weeks of it because I finally got to the point where I'm like, this adds nothing to my life but a headache. And I had to take like a $300 bath, I guess, because I chose to, to do that. But it's because I just made this hasty decision because I'm a 31-year-old woman whose kids are gone and I should want to be in shape. But I don't care. I don't care. I have absolutely, when I am in tune with myself, like I have like zero desire in my life right now to change my body. I am really cool with where I'm at. I'm, I don't care. And so here I was like trying to make myself care because I thought I should. Ah, I love that. When you told me that story, we've been on a bit of a Harry Potter kick around here. Mm. When you told me that story, I thought about the first Harry Potter book, which we've just listened to on audiobook Mm -hmm. 17,000 times because (laughs) Hiram just plays it over and over again. So there's that mirror in -hmm. the first book called the Mirror of Erised, I think. And in the mirror, you look in the mirror basically and it shows you your deepest desires, the deepest desires of your heart. And I thought, you know what, it'd be handy to have a mirror like that sometimes to see like, is this actually a true desire or... Is it, is it just something that I've seen someone else doing and even maybe loving doing and enjoying or, and it's filling their bucket. And so I'm trying to just get more of the same. Even going along with that, like there was back in 2015, me and my husband got into excellent shape and we did exercise and it's a huge part of our lives. And we did a Spartan race together and we ran some like, um, runs in the Kananaskis and like, we did some amazing things. So it's interesting because it did fill my bucket once, but I've changed. And today, and it's not to say that exercise will never be important to me again, because I don't know what the future necessarily brings, but just knowing that like today Mm -hmm. it did nothing for me and I thought it should, and it didn't. But I think going along with that and you're talking about this mirror, um, we do have that mirror. I think we do. And that yes. mirror, honest, in my opinion, is our heart. Our heart will tell us what we want, what we, what we value. It's just we have to know how to listen to it, how to hear what our heart is trying to tell us. And I don't think that that's always easy. And I, I've been thinking about that. Have you read the book The Alchemist? Yes. So there's a part in there that talks about that. And it was funny because I thought about that as I was driving here. So I didn't get to, um, like, I would have loved to look into it and have it so I could have read it out loud and sounded really smart. But I don't. So read The Alchemist. Yes. But a part of that talks about how our heart is trying to connect to us and our heart is trying to listen and, or trying, sorry, trying to tell us things. But we have tuned it out. And the longer we tune it out, the harder it is to hear. And it's like, it's like the magnet, right? Like we are pulling away from it. And so I think there's a lot of intention that we need to have to hear what our heart is trying to tell us because it will be like the mirror of Erised and show us our deepest desires because our deepest desires are in they're our here. heart. They're, they're yeah. here. They're not 
They're not outside of us. They're not. They're they're within us. And so it's like, yeah, trying to figure out how to tap into that. Yes. I love that. Mm. I love that thought. And so so let's say someone is kind of like they like you said, they have a a space in their life for a goal, which is part of the battle. And I've talked about that in previous podcast is actually creating that space Mm -hmm. in your life because if you don't have it you can't add anything in the first place um but they've created that space and they now have listened to themselves sufficiently maybe there's been some trial and error maybe they've wasted three hundred dollars but they've (laughs) figured out what they want yeah what they want to do um what they want to strive to become I don't know if the work is necessarily over at that point. Um, and I'd like to kind of dive into that even more. Sure. Um, one of the other questions that I had was just kind of what, once you get to that point of say, um, you're interested in fitness now, cause that's an easy one. That's like sure. something that usually pops up on everyone's list at yeah. some point. And you've decided you're going to get into yoga cause that's a way more, conducive fitness experience for you sure how do you how do you honor yourself in moving through that goal I guess yoga doesn't have to be the example sure but no I hear what you're saying pick something specific and how do you how do you continue to honor yourself can I give an example um from my own personal life going along with this that it's not it's not yoga because like I said I don't move my body at this point but um (laughs) One of them is music. So I am musically inclined and I love music. And so um, I've always played the guitar quite avidly. Um, But over the last couple of years, I have been really drawn to my piano. I have an acoustic piano in my kitchen and I just like, it beckons me. I just, and so I've been really drawn to that. The thing with me is though, is I don't know how to read music. I've never known how to read music. I play by ear, I play by heart. Like I just, I just kind of sit down at an instrument and it just happens. And, um, which is a gift and something that I absolutely adore and love. But it was funny because I set a goal for myself, thinking, like trying to be authentic to myself because it was like this musical thing, but I'm like, I'm going to learn how to read music because, because I guess, honestly, I thought, this is what musicians do, a well-rounded musician or what, you know, should know how to read music or whatever. And so I thought, I'm going to learn how to read um, music. But then what I really came to realize is I sat down and I got out um, a hymn book is what I used. And I was like, you know, counting this, the lines on the staff, every good boy deserves fudge, trying to figure out like, bing, 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 F, you know, because mm-hmm. I could not do it. Which is a painful process. It was a painful learn. process. And then I was sitting there and I would start to play a song. I was trying to learn um, the Christmas song, Angels We Have Heard on High. I love that one. And, but the thing that was happening is as I was playing, I wasn't actually reading the paper because I could just hear it. And so I started to play. And then I started to feel really frustrated with myself. And then so what I have done since, and it's been a gradual process, which I think is really important to remember here, is it is kind of, it is, it's gradual, is I've realized that like, I don't need to learn how to read music to become the musician that I want to be. And so I, one of my goals was to learn how to play some 
some hymns because I, because I can't read music. I thought, well, I can't do that. And it's like, I've been able to do that now, but I've made up my own melody, um, mashups and songs and my own style of how I want to play them. So I'm, I'm reaching, still reaching this goal of becoming more musical. I'm learning new techniques. I am trying and growing and becoming better, but maybe not going at it down the exact alley that I thought that I needed yeah, that to you go. thought that was kind of like the right way to do it. Yeah, and so yeah. I think when we are trying to reach these goals and being authentic selves, it's like we need to have some like elasticity in there to bend and sway to like what works because often we don't know what works until we're in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. And so instead of being like um, firm, going into a situation and then something coming in my way and then I either break or I quit, right? That can be what happens. But it's like trying to learn how to be elastic and and bend in, to that and make my way around it and st- still keep going at my goal but honoring the things that my heart is trying to tell me. Does that make any sense at all? Yes, that makes so much sense. And what I love about that is it can apply to almost everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I think sometimes you look at, well, at everything, no exceptions, I don't think, because you look at someone, uh, for example, who just has really this amazing style and they, you look at them and they just look really put together with what they're wearing, for example. And it's because they work, they know how to work exactly with what works for them. Like it wouldn't work on you. It wouldn't work on me in the same way. But when someone just really finds just totally what's them, there's just something so powerful about it that catches people's attention, that makes them want to know what that person has and do it. But then the problem is you can't do it the way it's, it's so deep, right? Yeah, you can't replicate that. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it needs to be discovered on your own, which I think is really important about this because I was thinking about authenticity, which is something that I, I think about often and definitely do strive for. I, I want to intentionally find that authenticity and, and have it in my life and to, and to really be able to embrace that. But then I think like we can't be authentic to ourselves if we don't know who we are. And I think that that's like, we are taking, taking this fashion thing for an idea. Like I can see someone and try and duplicate that, but it's, it's not because it's not really me. And so I'm probably not going to find my fashion until I figure out more of who I am, right? Yeah, and everything, you take that one thing, which is such a simple aspect of your life, but it really, it doesn't just have to do with, you know, what looks good on you with your body type. It also has to do with what fits with your personality and Mm -hmm. just makes people kind of catch a little snippet of who you are. Yeah. And if we can, if we can do that with everything we do, whether it's our music, whether it's our exercise, how we choose to, you know, move our bodies, how we, um, what we do with the way we prepare our meals, with the way we raise our children, what, whatever it is, it's so powerful. It is very powerful. And it's, but it's hard. It's hard. It's so hard. And we, there is a constant stream coming at us, telling us what we should do, what style we should like, what fitness we should like, what kind of music or how we do it or whatever. Like there's always 
it's just, it never ends. You're just like constantly inundated, inundated with those things. Absolutely. And so it's like, I think that as we come to figure out who we are, it takes a very real level of courage to honor that. And I think we need to be honest with this it it demands some of our our energy and our to to not only hear what our heart is telling us but then to act upon that and to not get swayed by these outside influences and to realize that we're the masters of the situation Ugh. here too which is so hard to forget i remember just um when Hiram was a baby, my oldest, just feeling like I, he was, I was struggling mm-hmm. and I just wanted to take every bit of advice that I possibly could. And I just thought, and even now, like, I don't really believe that vitamins are like taking vitamins as yep. a, is a super useful thing to do. Yep. Um, like, I think it has its place, yep. but I, for the longest time, cause my kids were sick. Mm-hmm. Or like always had snotty noses. Yeah. <laughs> and then people would ask me, well, are you giving them vitamins? So I dutifully fed them vitamins every day just so I could answer that question. Like, yes, I feed them vitamins. <laughs> but even though I was like, I'm feeding them all sorts of other yeah. things that have all the things they need. So I didn't yeah. need to feel yeah. like that. <laughs> but even, um, I've had such a love-hate relationship with social media my whole, since it first began. But I had this epiphany recently on someone I was scrolling through and there was the term like influencer that popped up and it was kind of referring to like people who wear certain brands and then they like put them on their feed and show this lifestyle that you then want. And so then you buy those products because you want the same life that that person has and you're being just being influenced by them to buy things basically. But I thought you know what, if Instagram is a place where people influence, then why can't I choose my influencers? Like, why can't I just pick and choose people that I really am inspired by? And then even make sure I'm picking and choosing from the people I'm inspired by the things that I actually want to take, you know? Absolutely. You have to, again, we have to own it. Like, if we... If we just allow ourselves to be acted upon, the world is just going to dump anything and everything it possibly can on us, hoping that we will sponge up every little bit or any little bit of good or garbage they're going to throw our way. Yeah, and who gains from that? Not you. No. Only the person exactly giving so it I think to you. It, there's a lot, again, it's and it's like it might sound silly, but it might it really could take take that courage and that conviction within your own heart to stop and be like, no, I'm, I'm choosing not to subscribe, whether it actually with a button or subscribe in your heart to these things that don't ring true to me. Mm-hmm. So if I can go on and look at something that I'm like, I see it and it brings like value, perspective, joy, um, gives you things to contemplate. And if you can do those things and get that, then, then, giver but if it's you're looking at things or subscribing to these things that that give you nothing then then why like yeah I don't know and I think that it's so important like the way you described that it seemed like you were almost kind of holding up a measuring stick to everything that you're yeah doing um or 
or aspiring to, yeah. I guess. And I think that's so important, whether that's through like journaling or keeping like little notes in a planner sure. or even just taking some time by yourself to think like, what am I doing yeah. this week? Why am I doing it? And to actually kind of yeah. hold that up to yourself and yeah. say, is this working for me? Sure. Like really? Yes. It's so important. I think one thing, and, and so bear with me on this one, but I think it's something that, it's something that's important to me and I would love to kind of talk about it a little bit is that. I was actually just talking today, I had some friends over to my house this morning and we were talking about books. And I was talking about how I often, when I get a book, it is a self-help book or it's usually a religious book. Those are the kinds of books that I'm drawn to because I often am like trying to be my best self. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, I'm starting to find that I need some time in my life where I'm not trying to be better all the time. I sometimes just need time to like, you know, let my hair down and laugh at something stupid or like read a cheesy romance and, you know, watch The Greatest Showman and fall in love with Zac Efron or like, you know what I mean? Like I, I also need those things and that's a part of, that's a part of who I genuinely am too. And so as I was thinking about Instagram, I too am like, I go on with the intention for me personally, it's, I love my chat books. I blogged for years and they're all just still on the internet. I haven't printed any of them. So Instagram is great because I can post my feelings, my thoughts, my pictures. And then each month they send me a book or whatever, 60 pictures, or whatever. And it's just great. But, and so I, but I do also like to go on and look at things that are positive. But one thing that I absolutely love is there's this one page called kids are the worst. And it's, it's just, and I know that probably sounds awful because I love my children, but it's just like funny things about being a parent and like kind of like, you know, the funny stories of the realities of being a parent. Yeah. And I'm not saying you need to look at that or follow that, but it's like, I think it's also important when we are being our authentic selves that we are pushing and growing, but you're also allowed to just be a human and like yes. laugh at something stupid or watch all the Twilight movies because maybe that just fills your bucket for the day. Some mindless, like we don't always or, need to be on this constant quest to be something and bigger and better, even though that is wonderful. And that has a huge part of who I am in my life, but uh -huh. it's not all of who I am. Yes. You know what I mean? Or recording a podcast in our pajamas right now. Like yes. sometimes the most important way we can honor ourselves and be genuine is by slowing down, by yeah. laughing more, yes. by, oh yeah, exactly. it's all so good. Or I, last week's podcast um, that I recorded with Lauren, the line that I loved the most was try easier. Yeah. So good. Like it is. And that's such an important part of being genuine too. Absolutely. So good. Absolutely. I think too, you need to, yeah, no, we're going to just leave it at that. Okay. Try easier. We're going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so, okay. So we have our goal. Yeah. We have our way that we're going to honor ourselves. Yep. And like if, if you're hitting January late, like weeks later, this is something you're going to have to write down and do like some serious for me anyways. Yeah. I don't know what anyone else is going to have to do really. But for me, I like, the, <laughs> I don't actually have my goal yet. I don't actually have a way to honor, but, um, but hopefully you can do that. And then once you have those two things, yep. how do you, okay. Cause we didn't talk about this yet, but I'll ask the question in a second. I need yep. to back up. Go for it. Um, being genuine can be in some ways at odds with achieving 
goals just in the sense that like you have your yourself as in like your current self and you have a change you want to make in your life and that's different from your current self yeah um so so there's that kind of like tension there between the two selves I guess like the self you want to become the becoming of your maybe it's your truer self but it's still different than where you're at right now yeah um how do you then move in a way that's gradual enough that's I don't know, maybe consistent enough. We can discuss that sure. so that, so that you're really cha- like, it's a genuine change, sure. I guess. Sure. Okay. So I do have a couple of thoughts about this. Yeah. Um, our, our authentic selves are always changing. So we have to embrace that. We have to embrace this, this constant change. That's what we want. I think our, our genuine authentic selves don't, we don't just find that and then stay the same. The point is to continually be progressing and changing. And as I think about it, and this is from my own personal experience, the biggest way that I was able to understand my authentic self, like figure out a little piece of it, because I ain't going to claim for a second that I know everything about myself. I don't. But as I've been able to intentionally search and piece together and try to put my heart together a little bit, um, as I find that, and then as I'm trying to honor that, I think, and then to put it into play and make these changes and set goals and aim for done with that. I think what my biggest first step was we need to be kind to ourselves. Mm. And I think that there is just like, we hold ourselves back so much from our negative self-talk and for the way that we view or look at ourselves or our situation or how we handle things or whatever. And as I think about that, I think, if we are not creating a safe place, we're not going to get vulnerable. And if we can't get vulnerable, we can't change. The, the, the heart needs to be like malleable. Is that the right word? Malleable. Mm-hmm. The heart needs to be malleable so that it can be transformed into something different. And so you can't do that with a hard heart. We need to be softened. And I think that but I think about that as I, I, for so many years, and I know I'm not the only one, like the way I thought of myself and talked to myself, there was, it was a breeding ground for pain and anger and frustration and disappointment. It wasn't a place of understanding and compassion and empathy and love. And so I think as I've been able to intentionally work on how I talk to myself, then I find that my heart has been able to like soften and open up so that these authentic parts of me that I really do want to change, this authentic goal that I have is like my heart is open so that goal can really come in. I can really gain like convictions, a testimony of that and then be able to like go from there. So I really feel like for me that was kind of like my first step. Yes. And such an important first step. Like if you don't if you don't have that, there's nothing to build on. Yeah. Nothing at all. Yeah. And, and I think part of that too, when you have that, um, compassion for yourself, when you have that forgiveness for yourself and all of those feelings associated with, yeah, what Mm -hmm. you were talking about, um, you really have the ability to just to navigate situations so much easily, easier. For example, um, I think that, a lot of people, like, 
obviously there, I don't know, you hear people who say, you know, I, I get up every single day and exercise, or I, um, read, I haven't not read my scriptures. If you're religious for the past five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it is. And there are those people in the world. I don't think I'm one of them personally. (laughs) And I don't think that there are many people out there like that. I think that most people, um, do things maybe with a level of consistency, but realize that it's okay to come away from something and continually come back to it. And that that is a, that is consistency on some level anyways. Well, it certainly is. And I think one thing that I've also found interesting is as I have been able to be more in tune with my heart and understanding lots of these things, these goals, lots of my goals personally uh, are kind of like life goals, like eternal goals. Like it's not just like the goal of like, I want to lose X amount of weight. Um, I actually, I've never had that goal personally. I've never made a goal to lose a certain amount of weight, but um, I'm sure there's other things like, you know, I had a goal to play music, you know, like, so I've had these goals, but like a lot of my goals anyways, right now are more of these like broader, like eternal goals. And then I think that as I, if I, if it's in my heart, that's where my motivation comes from. I really realize like no one else can motivate me, but me. But I can't motivate myself just from like, I'm going to do it. Like yeah. I need that motivation has to come from deep within me. And I'm learning that about who I am. I'm sure there's lots of people who could be motivated by a checklist if that is what rings true to you or can be motivated by these different things. But for me, I am a free spirit, like intuitive woman. And so I can't just be motivated on surface things. It just doesn't work for me. No. So then if I'm like, say, if we take the scriptures as an example, um, I am a diligent scripture reader because I love it and not because I need to. Yes. It's not surface. It's gotten to a point where it's deeper. And so I guess if we're able to try to make these goals deep, then that motivation is deep. And that deep motivation is what pushes us to really get it done and to get it done consistently. And if you have a deep motivation, you're not like, well, I'm going to lose 15 pounds this month. And so you only eat celery for a month because it's not sustainable. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And you want to, and you're concerned with the long term. So you're not, so it doesn't matter. So it's like, but then it's like, but it's like, I, I don't know, but if you, if you know what you want and you know what you love, like say you really do love high fitness, that's super cool right now. I've never been to one class, but I hear it's great. It's like, if you're really into that and it's like, but if you love it and you're like, this is where I feel alive and energetic and passionate and I find joy and I connecting with other women and this is just this great experience, give her, honor that, like let that fire yeah. burn. <laughs> and I, I love that because it takes the shame completely out of any lack of diligence Absolutely. and it only directs you back to it out of a place of heart like yeah. out of a place of yeah this is what I need to sustain myself this is what I deserve this is what it's all yeah. positive rather than in any way beating yourself up because exactly. you didn't show up exactly you know what I mean? and you know what? We just need to cut that crap out. We really do. We really do. And I have not mastered that. 
but you know what we do and it's and it happens in so many different things because life happens I'm going to share a little example yes here is so um I my natural self is extremely anxious <laughs> I've had I anxiety issues whatever I I actually hate talking about it I don't know why I decided to talk about it but here I am but I've had these struggles my whole life and but I've been really like as I've been able to figure out my heart and honor that, I have been able to reduce my anxiety beyond anything I ever thought because I'm learning how to say yes and mean it and say no and mean it and just trying to really honor that, which has been amazing. But then yesterday was a crazy day. I volunteer at the school to make taco in a bag for the kindergarten class. And there was only two of us moms doing 121 taco in a bags the week before Christmas, it was a gong show. My kids are exhausted. Like they, they were crying, didn't want to go to school. And it was just like one of those days that was just like absolutely crazy. I was at the school doing taco in a bag for way longer than I needed to. And then my husband had a bad day. And there was just like, it was just like this tense, tense day. Yeah. I'm climbing to bed at night and I was just like hit with anxiety. Like just yeah. like, and my anxiety bad thoughts. That's like the first thing it goes to is like negative thoughts. I think about wanting to hurt myself or I don't want to live or I don't like, that's just where my thoughts go. But it was really amazing because I hit there, there was laying there last night in bed and I kind of started to shake and I was feeling this. And then my, you know, oh, well, look, Jess, you're right back at square one and blah, blah, blah. But I was able to just be like, shut up. You are fine, Jess. You had a crazy day. Anyone on planet earth would probably feel anxious right now. Every woman on this earth is freaking out. Christmas is in five days. Yes. And so I'm like, this is just normal. And it was just really liberating because I laid there. I still shook. I still felt crappy. But it was like these thoughts would come and I was able to just be like, buzz off. Because I am just fine. And I think that... We need to remind ourselves of that, that like when we are diligent and we're setting these goals and we're trying to do these things, you're still going to have a day when you're whatever, if your goal is to exercise or lose weight or whatever that is, you're going to have your day where you're going to eat a whole pan of brownies because some days demand a whole pan of brownies. (laughs) And it's just like, so if we need to do that, it's like, just have some grace for yourself and just eat your brownies and move on. Like with me, have my shake and my anxiety and move on. I just got yeah. in the bath and then I come out of bed and And you're not beating yourself up no. for that moment. You're coming back to what you really want. Yeah. Because that's what Yeah. Because you're leaning in towards your truer self. Exactly. And leaning just, in. Can, leaning in is one of my favorite things. We we need to lean in. We need to lean into ourselves. We need to lean into each other and yes. into our communities, our our village, our tribe. I'm a huge believer <sighs> and advocate of the village. And it's like but I think our human carnal natural tendency is to l- lean away or yes. to try and stand perfectly strong and yeah. straight. And that happens for like, what, 30 seconds? Yeah, maybe as you're five. like flopping between <laughs> yeah. the two of them. And it's just, it's not real life. And so, no, yeah, I not love that even, you said that. Not even close. Yeah. Oh, should we just end on that note? Let's do it. <laughs> I love this podcast. <laughs> me too. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Thanks for recording it with me. Of course. You're the best. Hey, you're the best. Oh.